Okay, as far as last time about the mitzvah of Kriyashma, we started talking about the words of the Shema. And what's unique about Klai Yisrael, what the Gemara says, is that we can mention Shem Hashem after two words, Shema Yisrael, and that's a step above the Malachim. We only mention Shem Hashem after three words, after Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. And like we explained last time, it's not just a matter of words, it's the way we approach Hashem. And for a Malach to approach Hashem, he has to go up three stages, and therefore each one's another Kodesh, he has to elevate himself. And for us to approach Hashem, we have to connect to what's called Yisrael. We have to connect to what's called Yisrael, and like we said, each of us has an individual Neshama, which is our connection to the Olam Aruchni, but really it's a connection to what's called the Neshama of Kol Klai Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael, because there's nothing more Kodesh in the world, there's nothing higher in the world that Hashem created, then the Nisham of Klai Yisrael. And therefore, our Avod of Shema Yisrael is the Shema Yisrael. We're connecting to, we a part of that entity called Klai Yisrael. And then we can say Hashem Elekeinu. Like we said, it's not just saying Hashem is in charge or Hashem is a Balakaychus Kulam. For that, the accurate expression would be to say Hashem Hu Elekim. We have a passage that says that. Hashem Hu Elekim is Hashem is the, the all powerful. We don't say that in Shema, we say Hashem Eleikeinu. And it means that Hashem is the all-powerful for us, Eleikeinu. Which means we're not just declaring that Hashem is the absolute power in the world, and there's nothing besides for Him. What we're saying in Shema is that the direction of everything Hashem does in the world, and the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu utilizes His Koyach, and runs the world, is for us. It's for us. That's an extra dimension. It's not just that Hashem is the the, Elikim, the, the the source of all power and the source of everything which exists, but it's Elikeinu, which means it's all there for us. And this is a part of Imunah too. It's a point of Imunah not just to know that Kaddish Baruch is in control and he's the, he's the source of all power, he's the, he's the creator, but that everything Kaddish Baruch does in the world is doing for us. You might not understand why or how, but we have to understand it as Imunah. And that is that once Klai Yisrael become the the the, sherish, the reason for the Bria, then everything in the Bria revolves around what's for what's for Klai Yisrael. That's the first part. And then we say Hashem Echad. Hashem Echad. The Rashi explains the pasuk. Hashem Shuleikeinu Ata Ba'asid Lava will be Hashem Echad. Shneimar Vahayabayam. That will be in the future. That Hashem will be. There we have the Hashem Echad. Hashem Echad. The Rashi explains the pasuk in the future. It will be that Hashem will be Echad. Now, what does it mean? Hashem is not Echad now. So the way Rashi explains it is that we say Hashem Echad. We say Hashem Echad because we know that's the Emes. But the whole world doesn't recognize the Emes. If you look in the world, there are all kinds of other religions, all kinds of other beliefs, all kinds of other cults. Uh, and therefore, the, we 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 saying it's true, we know Hashem Echad, but we know that not no one is, is aware of that. The whole world doesn't accept that. But lost in love, they will. And therefore, what are we trying to say when we say Hashem Echad? What are we trying to say? So we're declaring our idea that first it's not in the future; it's now. We already know now. We always from since the time of the Brachis. Hashem was always Echad. But we're saying there's something which is going to be Mufurism, something which everyone else is going to know as well. And therefore, it's, uh, even though right now it's debated, 
Right now, it's argued about. Right now, there are many people in the world who don't accept Hashem at all, and or don't accept what we consider Hashem, or they accept any uh, respect or any other kind of mistaken uh, value system or religion as Hashem. But we're not influenced by that. We're not influenced by that because we know that when we say Hashem Mechal is the Emes, and we know that it will become revealed. Everyone else will know that as well. The Kuzari, when he's trying to explain this idea to the king, to the who's asking him to explain the basis of Arimana, so one of the points the Kuzari makes, this is an important point, and that is, there's all kinds of rationales, of philosophies, of opinions, uh, of scientific exploration in the world, whatever you're going to say, depending on the, the door we're living in, as to explain why belief in Hashem or the fact that He's running the world is unprovable, is unscientific, it's illogical, it's against philosophy, it's against whatever other thing people are thinking. And what's our response to that? So the, the Kuzari gives a very simple response. And that is, imagine I would come to you and say, I want to present to you a, a very well-written scientific explanation or logical explanation that there's, the, uh, I'll, I want to explain and I want to prove that there's no in the world called America. It doesn't exist. What will you tell me? America, there's no such thing as a continent of America. It doesn't exist. I'll prove it to you. I'll, I'll give you all my svaras, all my rationales. What are you going to tell me? Uh, we have proof. Uh, forget about the svaras. The people who've seen it, the people who, who testify to being there. And therefore, whatever svara you're going to say, it doesn't equal evidence. If someone can say, we, uh, uh, enough people reliably can say we saw something, so then the, obviously your evidence is wrong. You can't argue with the mitzvahs. You can't argue with the fact. Says the Kuzari to the king, you have all the arguments in the world to explain why it's illogical that there's a Shem or that he's in charge or any other, or that's against philosophy or against science, whatever else you want. It doesn't really make a difference to us. We saw him. And if that's the case, it's not a point of arguing the logic is it right or is it wrong. We have the facts. There are enough people who testified that we saw, and that was Hashem Moshe tells them. In the same, the counterpassok, which is the Pshma, and that is, You saw it yourself, you were shown it. And therefore, there's nothing to argue about. You, you, but, but it's logical, but I can prove it. So there's obviously a mistake in the proof. You can't argue with the fact. You can't argue with what people saw. And if that's the case, that's the one part. But the second part of it is, and it's something you're going to see yourself. It's not something which happened once upon a time and we can, we can doubt it and we can argue whether it's verifiable or not. You'll see it yourself. In the future, that'll be something which everyone will know again. And therefore, the fact that there are other religions and the fact that there are other values in the world, that doesn't interest us. It doesn't change our own money. And not, not, not because there isn't an answer to what they arguments. Like we, can argue, we can answer their arguments too, but because there's no room to argue. And that you can't argue with the fact. You can't argue with what people saw, with evidence. And what about counter evidence? So this is an important point. To give evidence that something happened, I can say I saw it. To give evidence that didn't happen means you have to be at the same place at the same time and say I was there and I didn't see it. But to give evidence that something didn't happen because I never saw it, well, you weren't there to see, so how are you going to give evidence against it? And therefore, if we have someone, two people say, we were standing outside the kodal, and we saw, a, we saw an accident, we were there, we saw it. 
So someone's going to come and say, but it wasn't logical because they're both good drivers. It doesn't make sense to have a crash. They're going to say, logical or not, we saw it. And someone comes along, well, I never saw it. Okay, but you weren't there. So what do you mean you never saw it? Had you been there, you would have seen. The only way you can argue with me is say, you were standing next to me and you were watching the street at the same time and there wasn't an accident. Okay, that's an argument. But to argue and say, well, I never saw it, okay, that doesn't mean anything. They're in and right. You didn't there. You weren't there. You didn't see it. So who's going to come along and say, Lera Inu? Well, we never saw. Okay. Were you at Matan You're telling us that you stood at and you never saw anything? No. There's no, there's no, you can't argue with a Raya if you weren't there to say that I, that I was there and I didn't see what was, what, what was being claimed to be seen. So you didn't see it either, though. Yeah, but enough people did. We believe evidence. Because enough people say that they saw it. How do I know there's a continent called America? Because there's 300 million people living there and they say that they live there. Well, enough people have been there and they say they've seen it. I could go there right now if I want to. Even, even you don't have to go there. I don't need to. I don't need to. There's enough people saying it exists. I believe it. Right, I don't need to. The fact I know enough people testified to something I'm telling you was a Holocaust. Because there's enough evidence. Enough people say, well, I never saw it. It's illogical. People don't act like that. You can't argue that. People tried. Maybe it's illogical. It was illogical. But it happened. So you can't argue with the facts. It's a, and how do you know the facts? Because it's evidence. Yeah. Um, what, what was the argument of that we will see it in the future? How, how, would, how would that play out to someone who you're trying to convince? So believe me because we'll see it. No, it's, not, it's for us. It's for us. And that is, because that says this point also. And that is, it's not something which we, we doubt and we have to, we, we, we know ourselves that we, it's something which everyone's going to see. It's something which will prove itself. I mean, we're not planning to go in this room. No, it's for ourselves. We have the confidence of saying we know it's 100% true and we, we, you'll see it too one day. He doesn't say this to the king? Because I says to the king. Yeah. Then, then what, you'll see it also? He talks, he's talking about the verb, but yes. <laughs> When it comes to the Holocaust, we have thousands of people that are giving aid to us, we have thousands of books. Okay. Here we have one book that has 600,000 people saw it, but it's from us in this, in this generation. We only have one book that's made. Okay, what's, the, what's the difference? What's the difference? Who said that Arabic is right? Yeah, maybe someone wrote a book, but 600,000 people saw it. How are you going to do that? Well, how are you going to do that? How is he going to write such a book? You can't. You're talking to the people themselves. If someone told you that, uh, that you found some book in South America in the jungle about 600 people who were there who saw something, uh, you can argue if it makes sense or not. But it's, it's, uh, you're talking to the people themselves who had the book and saying, you saw it, not someone else, you. How you going to say that? Sorry, but it's, uh, it's, it's our ancestors. It's not, not somebody else. We know that uh, we know that the Tanakh in the time of the Torah, we know, in the time of the Menach, in the time of the Second Verse of Mesh, the time of the, it's the same Torah. We have enough copies of it. Where, there's no way you can tell people they saw something which didn't happen. But we can give a different share on the proof of my mercy. That's not the point right now. What I want, what I want to get to is what we're saying when we say Shema is it's not a, a Tainosophic or we, not, we think. It's, uh, we, we're declaring we know 100%. The Muna is Muna Shlema. Like we say, Muna Shlema is not, it's not that I, I think it's like this or I feel it's like this or even to use English word believe, which means I, feel, I, I strongly want to like, hold like that. It's I know. Hashem Elekein, Hashem Echad. There's a, both, both points. HaKadosh Baruch is in control and there's nothing else. Those are the two points which we emphasize every time we say Shema. For sure. Like the Rambam says, 
No, story to Ashkach Prat is on the basis of our Emunah. It reinforces the Emunah we already have. But every, yeah, to say stories of things worked out perfectly for me, okay, Hashem runs the world. But uh, there's not a proof to Hashem. The proof is the proof is Hasinah. It's mechazakas. It's mechazakas that even today Hashem is looking after us, and even today we daven and tefillah gets answered. And there's a point in that. And but, but we, we don't need the story. That's not just saying we say shema. Because people don't think. Because we don't think. We, we, we do have errors acting on impulses, acting on mirrors without thinking, and that's when we do things wrong. Just, if a person sits down and rationalizes that this is a logical thing to do, something wrong, and doesn't, that's not what people do have errors. Oh, no, whatever the, whatever's pushing you, it could be any mirror. It's not coming from a decision of logic. That's the. So, that, that, again, so this guy's been talking about. So the, the mitzvah of Shema is not just meant to be the reminder of the mitzvah of Imana. Which are mitzvahs in the own right, like we don't do that. The mitzvah of Shema is a, mit- is a mitzvah of science for that. It's a mitzvah of science for that. And this is a point which is interesting. It's not one of the 13 principles of the Rambam Zimunah. And there are Achronim, we even ask why not. It's <coughs> the second part of Shema. The Munah of Hashem and the centrality of Klai Yisra. And that's an important point also. It's Hashem Elekeinu. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu. The world runs around Klai Yisra. Well, Kaddish Baruch Hu does what's for Klai Yisrael. And this is a version now that I'm talking to. And that's an important point in the moon. And that is that, as, as, in the same way we say that Kaddish Baruch Hu is there's no other power in the world, understand that everything Hashem is doing is with, 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 with what the intention is, what's, what, what He's doing for Klai Yisrael. And that's a, that's a point which... I want to emphasize because we all know the principles of the Rambam and it's from Yidin we always find that everything's been Hashem and everything Hashem does there's nothing else besides Hashem that's more well known but we have to emphasize the second point also and that is whatever happens in the world is being done for us that's a one or two that's how Kodesh Baruch's intention is what Hashem wants and I'll tell you a story we said in a different vibe it's not to this as well uh, there was a certain Yid in the 1930s who went to in business he went to the Far East he went to China and he came back to Europe and he had a chance to meet the Chafetz Chaim was then very old and he, he, I don't know exactly why it came to the conversation but this person told the Chafetz Chaim he had just been to China so the Chafetz Chaim told him what's happening in China because there have been earthquakes and there have been other natural disasters at that time so what's happening what, what were the results how many people got hurt whatever it was so the man told him but then he said if I can ask the Rebbe a question, like why are you so interested in what's happening? There are no Jews there anyway. Right? So why are you so interested in what's going on in China? So he said, because if HaKadosh Baruch did something in his world, it's for us to learn. And if that's the case, if I heard things, major things happen, earthquakes, volcanoes, tidal, whatever it's going to be, the major things happen in the world, so I want to know what it was, because Hashem is intending it for me to learn from so this man uh, had enough chutzpah to say back to Chafetz Chaim, maybe it's for the Chinese to learn. Maybe they have to do some, no, they have to do some children. Why is it for you? So Chafetz Chaim said to Masha, he says, imagine you go to then the big city was Warsaw, imagine you go to Warsaw, and you see this man standing in a box in the middle of the town square, and busy shouting, and busy, busy shouting and giving every, like, uh, his, whatever his drasha he's giving to everybody. Who do you think he's talking to? 
He's talking to everybody here. Right, so whoever can hear him, whoever's watching him and listening to him, that's who he's talking to. So all his time is very good. And unless he was dashing in Yiddish. He was dashing in Yiddish, what would you say? So well, no, then he's obviously talking to the Jews. No one else understands. So the Chavit Chaim says to him, you understand, when Hashem does something in the world, he's speaking Yiddish. He said, the Goyim have no idea, they don't accept, they don't accept Hashem. So they're not going to see what Hashem is telling them. They, don't, they haven't accepted that He exists. And therefore, Hashem is doing things in the world. Who is He talking to? He's talking to people who can understand the language. And therefore, it might be in China, it might be in some far-off country. What's the difference? Hashem is talking to us. We're the only ones who can understand. And that's the, that's the second Yisrael. What HaKadosh Baruch does in the world is meant for Kal Yisrael. And in the Ran and his Drashas makes this point also. He brings the Pasuk, Avavarati goim neshamati raisam, and that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu will cause things to happen in distant parts of the world where the knowledge is there and why is he doing that? smash the cities of the Goyim why? because Amarati has said to you notice this and take a lesson from it why is this important? So now I want to bring it more to the more the master stage we spoke about last time, we spoke about the mitzvah of Shema. And we said that always, whenever Klai Yisrael were called upon to be most nefesh and to give up the lives of Kiddush Hashem, it was always the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael. And why was the Tafka, the, 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 the expression chosen of mysterious nefesh? So, of course, to die with him is a big thing. But there's more than that also. It's not just dying with him that I know that. Um, I haven't. I wasn't unfaithful to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I'm dying in my mind. That itself is a big thing. There's a second point also, and that is that what's happening is what Hashem wants to happen for me. It wasn't that this was some tragic mistake or a, a real tra- terrible thing which happened. That uh, a person is in a position that he's going to kill Hakadosh Hashem. It was because the goyim uh, had the upper hand and because they can uh, kill people. No, the things in the world don't happen because of other people. And therefore, it's an expression that if this is what HaKadosh Baruch wants, then that's Hashem is doing this, what's best for, what's best for us, for Ta'a Yisrael. So it's an emunah, on one hand, a person doesn't lose their, 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 their connection to HaKadosh Baruch but then the second point is, Hashem Hashem is doing this for me. Hashem is doing this for me. And therefore, if a person is put in the position where he was, where he was chosen to give up his life for Kiddush Hashem, so then that's what Hashem wants for him. It's not coming from a point of, Ke'ilu, uh, well, what can I do? We, we, they were stronger than us. They put us in this position. No, that's what Hashem wants for a person. And uh, therefore, it's with understanding that, Ke'ilu, in the words of the Kina, where it talks about, the massacre of the first crusade. It says, if HaKadosh is choosing his korbanis. And if you, you, you point chosen to be the korban, so to speak, to be offered to HaKadosh Baruch okay, Hashem chose me. It goes more than that. In the time of the Rebbe Kar, the Bez Yosef, there was a famous uh, a story of someone called Shlomo Malcha. Shlomo Malcha was a statesman in then what was called the Holy Roman Empire which is today is Germany more or less and he, for whatever reason he decided that it was the time to try and bring Klai Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael uh, 
because he thought Mashiach would, would be coming. So he traveled around the towns of Germany trying to convince Jews to pack up and move back there to Israel. And uh, the king felt that was, he was trying to cause an insurrection, you know, a, a rebellion. If you're going to start telling people that go and you all have to leave, whatever. So he, just, he killed him on Kedosh Hashem. And the Bezirus was the time of the Bezirus. The Bezirus heard the story. He was written an older man then. And the Bezirus of Davins and said, Hashem, I also want to be a carbon. When the time is for me to die, I also want to die on Kedosh Hashem. And the Bezirus, as you know, had a maggot. Uh, Malach used to speak to him he wrote everything the Malach said to him in his safe with Malach Meshar and that's why we know the story because one of the general entries he writes in the Malach Mesharim is that the Malach came to tell him that your tefillah that you want to you want to Darish Hashem Ashleim Malcha wasn't miskabel you want Bizeicha which means the way that the Vesir Yosef looked at it it's a schus it's a schus Kodesh Malcha is choosing who he wants to be a carbon and uh, he wanted that opportunity too and he wasn't given that. But the Nikola is, therefore, the, the, the Muna isn't just Hashem's in charge. That's Hashem's in charge and he's dedicated. He's doing what he's doing is he's doing fast. And what he's doing is he's doing what's, the, the, what's being done is the right thing for me. Do we understand it always or not? That's not the point. We, we can give reasons. And are we right? Or Hashem have different reasons? There's luckily enough from the result. There's, there's more reasons we don't always know of why Hashem is doing something. It could be it's negated to things we've forgotten about in our life. It could be negated to things of we're a Gilgal of a Neshama, which is this is a particular that Neshama, whatever the case might be. But the Yisrael always is, and that is that what Kaddish Baruch is doing in the Bria is always the Tavas Israel. That's that, that's what we mean, Hashem Elekeno. Hashem Elekeno, and therefore Hashem is doing. As is running the world, he's in charge. That's the Akim, but Akeno, he's doing what's best for us. He's our God. He's there to do what's best for us. But, but now, that's like we said. Therefore, the the the, the, the saying Shema is a step. Is not just reminding us of the Ikraimona. This is a step beyond Ikraimona. The, the confidence that what Hashem is doing is it's for it's for us let's look at another Gemara and put the two things together the Gemara Mitzachim says in the last week's parasha that before Yaakov died so he wanted to reveal the case the time when Mashiach will come or the final time when Mashiach will come to his children it was hidden from him so he thought maybe it's because one of his sons wasn't right to hear so he asked him, Shem, one of you is not holding by the devil, I think they are. And the Gemara says, Klai Yisrael's answer to him was, his sons, Shema Yisrael, which means their father Israel, Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echot. And therefore, none of us have any Sveikas in Arimona, none of us have any Hihurim to do anything wrong. On the contrary, we're all loyal, we all accept Hashem, we're all loyal to Hashem. Now, so then Yaakov left with the question. So why was the kates hidden from him? If he thought that he should tell, he told, told his children when the end of time will be, when the Sheikh will come. And he, he saw that it was taken away from him in the book. So then he thought, well, maybe my sons aren't right. So then he asked him, he said, no, we all are, we, we, none of us said anything wrong. We all, we all are right. Okay, that's fine, that's good. But then it comes back to the question. So why, why was the kates in 
why was the, why was it why was it hidden from him when it ends meant to be if all his sons are tzaddikim and they're all be'etzim right to listen? So why why Taka didn't he wasn't he able to reveal to them? And this is just an example of exactly the principle we just said. What what does the Gemara say? Um, Yaakov's response to hearing Shema Yisrael was Baruch Shem Kvayim Rachos Ha'Anavod. The state in the Gemara, and the Gemara says that it's not a pasuk in the Torah. The Torah doesn't go straight to Vahavta, and therefore it's just not, are we meant to say it or not? Because if you're saying the parish in the Torah, there's no Baruch Shem Kvayim Rachos. But if you're saying it the way the story happened from Yaakov and his son, then we should add it in. And therefore the Gemara's pshara was we said quietly. So let's ask the question: Why Taka doesn't come in the Torah? Why Taka doesn't come in the Torah? If that was, uh, uh, let's say, the counter to Shema Yisrael, so why, 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 didn't, why didn't the Torah bring it? And the answer is, and this is what I wanted to explain, the answer is because just like when a person says a bracha, if you hear the bracha, you say Amen. But the person saying the bracha is not saying Amen. It's a response to a bracha. The same thing, Baruch Shem Kvod is a response to Shema. The person who said Shema, it doesn't have to say Baruch Shem as well. It's the response. The response is that uh, when you hear somebody saying Shema, you say, No difference to when Klai Yisrael, who in the best of English, heard the Kohen Godel say Hashem's name. When they heard not the Shem's name as it's meant to be said, so what is the response? It's the response to Shem Hashem. Now we don't normally we don't in a position to hear Hashem's name because of a tarot like the Kohen Gadol, so we don't respond to Hashem Hashem like that. We just say Baruch Baruch Shmai. But the response to Hashem's name in the full sense of the, we say Hashem Gadol Vanera is Baruch Hashem Kol And in the same context, the response to Shmai is Hashem Eliken Hashem Echad is Baruch Hashem Kol Why? Why? And the answer is. Because just like what does Baruch Shem Kvod Machos Avoid mean? It means that there was a, a, a certain revelation of Kvod Machos of the covenant of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's authority, and therefore when I see uh, some kind of a gilui, some kind of a, a connection to Kvod Machos to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's power, Hashem's Machos, so I have to say uh, they should be blessed forever. Baruch Shem Lo Avoid that that, that Kvod Machos which I'm aware of should uh, should continue forever. Again, it's not, not not that different when you hear Shem Hashem say Baruch Hu Baruch Shmoy. It's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name, which is said should be blessed. It's a, a contraction, and if that's the case, when saying Shmoy is Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, is expression of Poed Malchusa. Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad is expression of Poed Malchusa, and therefore the response to that is Baruch Shem Poed Malchusa Nevod. Why? Because what does Malchus mean? Malchus means that a person's in charge, but not just I'm in charge. He's in charge and therefore he's doing, he's running things for his country. If I'm the Melech and I'm in charge, then I'm, what I'm, 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 I can do what I want for the benefit of my country. I'm not an individual looking for myself, but I'm a Melech, I'm doing it for my country. Kvayid Malchus Ishma. Hashem Elekeinu is Hashem is in charge for Kal Yisrael. That's his Malchus. Like we say, Hashem Malkeinu. In the future, the same future, the same possible. Why Hashem the Melech al It's in the future. But now he's our Melech. He's doing everything for us. And therefore, the expression of Shema is, the response to Shema is, Baruch Kvayid Malchusa. We see in the revelation that Hashem is running everything for us. That's an example of His Malchus. And that's why that's the response to Shema. 
Instead of the answers, so why didn't Yaakov get the rim? Maybe next time we'll talk about that. Guys,